You're listening to the Long Hollow Student Ministry Podcast. For more information and to stay up to date on what we have going on, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at LH Students. feeling good? Hey, I don't know about you guys. I'm so stinking fired up for Wednesdays every week. I just can't wait to get here. Anybody else with me? Hey, let me ask you a question. If, you, if, you, if you're a visionite, you know the answer to this, but what's tonight? That's right, baby. It's Wednesday. Hey, one of the things we, we were really just passionate about uh, that we're really kind of, uh, we want you guys to grab a hold of and lean into is every single week when you walk into school on a Wednesday, you're walking through and you're saying, hey, guess what today is? It's Wednesday, baby. That's right. It's Wednesday. And so we are in Wednesday right now because you're so excited to be here. And there's another question that, that we like to ask around here, and it's this. Who are the student pastors at Long Hollow? Who? Oh, yeah. You are, and you look good, and you're doing a great job. And you're doing such a great job. I want to brag on you for three weeks in a row that we not only have grown every single week because you guys are investing in your peers, you're inviting your friends, you're making it every Wednesday is Wednesday. It's so exciting that we've had to bring out two more tables almost every single week or some more chairs. And so I think you need to give yourselves a hand for being all in about being the student pastors in Sumner County. And so, hey, if this is your first time here and you did not stop by our first time guest out there, man, that is for you. We want you to stop by, fill out our first time guest form, and we've got a bag for you. All right, last week we had some students walk by and say, hey, there's white bags. I think I'll take one. Those are not just for anybody. Those are for first time guests. And yes, I did see you. All right. And so um, uh, Jesus will judge you later. But hey, we are so glad that you're here. If you're first time here, here's something that we love to do. Because we're around tables and because we're in chairs and we can't necessarily see me uh, because of my position, one of the things we love to do, or your position, is we love to just turn our chairs so that I can see your face and I know I don't see your back the reason is this is that shows me that you actually care about what I have to say even though it may not be important always right that's not true it's always important but this is a good leadership principle to always 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 let the person that is communicating see your face that helps you engage and it lets me feel a little bit better about myself amen so if you haven't turned your chair around go ahead and do that um but hey, we're so excited about what God's doing. I'll, I'll share this. I'm running into my time. Y'all know I'm going late anyway. Is this, uh, y'all, how incredible is it that we have had over 700 students on our campuses the last three weeks? That is incredible. That means that we've had over 1,500 people in the last two weeks on our campuses between middle school, high school, and this campus and our Gallatin campus. Hey, 12 salvations uh, happened. We've had over 50 first-time guests. Y'all, God is on the move, okay? I'm getting text messages. My boy D, uh, he got a text message from a coach that said, hey, I don't know what's going on at Long Hollow Student Ministry right now. But I'm going to use the word revival because I can sense there's something. We like to call it a movement, right? And so that's what we're feeling in Sumner County right now at Long Hollow. So, hey, I'm going to quit bragging on y'all. Y'all got to hear what I got to say tonight, all right? So, anyways, I just want you to know I love you and I'm proud of you, okay? I'll shut up, all right, before I start crying. Here we go. Hey, so tonight we're talking about dating, all right? Everybody say dating. Say, I'm not going to date. Oh, I got you. I'm kidding. All right, hey. So we're in our third week of real love. And we're, or real love. We're talking about love is, okay? And so what I want to do tonight is before we dive into our message, I want to just share a little bit uh, about, uh, about my life. And um, how many of y'all want to hear how Amy and I met? Anybody in the house want to hear how Amy and I met? All right. For those of you who didn't raise your hand, you're going to hear it anyway, okay? Because I got the mic. Here we go. So I remember February 12th, 2012, okay? That's when it all went down. February 12th, 2012. I'm in seminary working full-time. Amy is at 23 years old because she's a beast, is running a level one trauma center at the University of Louisville Hospital. All right. I just like to add that in there because I love to brag on my wife. But she is uh, she's a full-time working professional, killing it, doing a great job. And, and I walk in. Uh, actually, she's 26 at this time. Sorry, she started at 23. I walk into Starbucks one night. No lie. I walk into Starbucks. I've been at this Starbucks several times for two years, okay? Because that's where I studied. I'm in grad school and seminary, and I go to this Starbucks, and I study at the Starbucks, okay? And so there's a mutual friend of ours. Her name was Amanda, okay? Amanda is studying to be a pharmacist, way smarter than me. And, uh, and so there's one day I'm sitting there and go, hey, What's your name? She's like, Amanda. I say, what are you studying? You're always in here. I'm always in here. What are you studying? So we begin to have like this mutual friendship that happened, all right? 
And so never seen Amy, never saw her with anybody else. She was always studying. A friend of mine was always trying to get a date with her, but whatever. Uh, his name was Big Mike, all right? Big Mike's a key to this story, okay? He's key to this story. So one day, uh, I get off of work. Big Mike calls me. Hey, let's go to Starbucks and study. It's finals. We need to study. Uh, I said, I'm not going. I'm going home. He said, if you go home, you're going to go to sleep. I said, that's a good point. I'm going to go to Starbucks and I'm going to study, okay? So we walk in, me and Big Mike. Big, Big Mike's about as tall as this cross is right here. And he played football in Montana, so he's a really big guy. So I'm walking in. Big Mike walks in, gains some attention. has nothing to do with the story. I just like to talk about Big Mike. I'm walking in. All right, I walk in. I see Amanda, all right? But then I just stop. I said, oh, Big Mike. He said, what? I said, who's that? Who's that with Amanda? Okay, here's the deal. So I see Amy. Okay, I see Amy. She's sitting there, and I'm just like, there's going to be some studying going on tonight, but it ain't going to be about cemetery. Okay, so I'm walking in. I go, and I sit down. I'll never forget it, y'all. I'm sitting there. That's what Amy called a cemetery. That's part of the story. Anyway, so I sit there, and I'm just like, Mike. He said, oh, I know. I know. I said, all right, so Amy gets up, right? Amy gets up. Y'all seen Amy. Amy's about six foot tall. I always tell people Amy's six foot tall and I'm not. So Amy gets up. She walks to the restroom and I do this. No lie. I just go like that. I go, Shh. Amanda. I make eye contact with Amanda. Amanda looks straight down at her paper and just does this. She ain't interested. I'm like, dang. I got shot down. Didn't even have an opportunity to talk to Amy. All right, so I'm sitting there and Amy comes back in. I'm talking to Big Mike and he said, you're freaking out. I said, I'm freaking out right now. And uh, I'm like, I'm freaking out right now because I'm about to fall off this stool. But anyway, I'm sitting there, and, and she goes back to the, uh, back to her table, and then uh, a few, a little bit while goes by, I don't know how much time. She goes back to the restroom. I'm like, golly, she's tall and beautiful. So she walks to the restroom, and then they had just brought out the barista at Starbucks had just come out and said this. Uh, we have a mess up order. If anybody wants this latte, we got it. It's right here. It's a grande, whatever size. All right. So Mike's go. I got it. Will. Go grab the Starbucks drink, take it over there to the table, say when she gets back, I bought you this latte, and everything's going to be good. I said, they just announced it to the whole, to the whole, uh, the whole place that it's a free latte. He said, I don't care. No lie. He gets up, goes and grabs a drink, sits down, and Amanda's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm going to go with him. I want to support my friend. So I go to the table. No lie. Amy walks in. I didn't know this until later. Amy walks in, and she's sitting there behind me like this. She's looking at Amanda. Girls, you know what I'm talking about. You're going, so anyway, she comes, she sits down, she goes, oh, what's your name, you know? And so anyways, long story short, Amy sits down, and then I proposed to her right there. We got married a couple weeks later. Um, anyways, no, I'm kidding. So here's what happened. No lie, she sits down. We begin to talk. It was an incredible thing. My heart was beating so fast. I was just like, what is going on? She's actually talking to me. Guys, you ever been there? <sighs> and so I'm talking to Amy. It's just going really, really good. And then eventually, uh, uh, Amanda's like, I got to study. Y'all are getting on my nerves. And so uh, here's how it went down. No lie, February 12, 2012. I'll never forget it. Amy and I are sitting, we just met, and I'm sharing, uh, she's like, I mean, what do you do? And I'm telling, trying to explain to somebody that doesn't know, who's been an atheist for 26 years, who uh, had, had, had just stepped into a relationship with Jesus for the first time, didn't believe in anything that we believe in, atheist, until she's 26. I met her when she's 26. And, uh, and she starts saying all this stuff about what she's learning and how excited she is that the Lord saved her soul and all this stuff is going on. And then I'm talking about what I do, and, and she's like, so you're so you have to wear like one of those robes and like you go to like what cemetery again and like she thought I was a monk okay she's like you have to wear one of those robes and a hat or something I'm like well anyways uh and so no but here's what we did we talked for hours for hours and here's what we talked about and we talked about a lot of other things I don't want you to talk about we just talked about Jesus for like three hours but we did, but here's the crazy, because she was so excited about what God had done in her life that she just wanted to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And for me, God had been doing a lot in my life as well to get me to this point. And then we just talked about what God was doing, and that, that overflowed in a lot of conversations. But the point is this, the point is this, my heart was drawn to hers because of her love for Jesus, now, did it help that she's six foot tall and, 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 and beautiful? Absolutely, right? Because you got to be attracted to them. But, but what, what, what I fell in love with and what happened when I would eventually fall in love with her is, is this, is her love for Jesus and her passion about Jesus and how she just wanted to talk about him all the time. And we just talked and talked and talked about a lot of different things. That is our relationship even today. We just sit and we just talk. We, we love to communicate. We're an open book, no secrets. And, and that was the thing. And I'll never forget sitting there listening to her heart and I'm like, God, this is, this, is, this is what I want in my life. I want somebody that loves the things of God and loves Jesus more than anything. 
And tonight we're talking about dating. And, and what I want to share with you tonight is this. Is there's so many different perspectives and view on, on dating. Who do I date? Who's the one? And all these things. The crazy thing about it, and I'll talk about this here in a second, is this. We weren't looking to date anybody. We weren't looking. We weren't pursuing anything but Jesus. And then God brought us together. It's a crazy cool story, and, and, and hopefully it'll encourage you tonight. And here's what I want to do. We, you notice there's not any, any, any fill in the blanks. We just got blank paper for notes for you tonight. And it's going to be really quick, and then we're going to do a panel here in the end with our, our student worship, our global student uh, worship pastor, Ben, and his wife, Naomi. Um, we're going to ask some questions here in a little bit. But I want you to write this, write this down and turn there. Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12, okay? And, and here's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the whole verse, but we're going to pass it. We're going to hold out on, on this one key verse here, and I'm going to fly through this and give you some points that I really feel are going to be encouraging for you. Mark chapter 12, you there? Say, yeah. It'll be on the screen. Here we go. It says, one of the scribes approached, talking about approached Jesus, when he heard them debating and saw that Jesus answered them well, he asked him. They said this, they're quizzing Jesus here. He says this, which command is, is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, listen, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Verse 30 says this, this is key. Love the Lord your God. Everybody say, love God. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Say heart. With all your soul. Say soul. With all your mind. Say mind. With all your strength. You did it. Great job. The second is love your neighbor as yourself. So the week one, you know, you're here week one, we use this cross, and we, we said that Jesus de defined the relationship. Remember we said we called it the DTR, baby, we defined the relationship. We said that Jesus defined the relationship that he wants with each and every person that walks this planet, is he, he provides uh, opportunity. He says this, he says, I define the relationship because Jesus came to what? Anybody remember? Save, right? All right, we said Jesus came to save. But then we said that not only did he come to save, Jesus came and he uh, came to provide what? Good talk. All right, so he, became to, he came to provide hope, right? So Jesus came to save. He came to provide hope. And then we said that Jesus came to offer us truth. And we understand that the greatest love story of all is Jesus Christ crucified on the cross. All right, he loves you so much that he walked out of heaven onto earth to die for you, right? To find the relationship. Last week, Shane did a great job of explaining that that is what the foundation of love is. But when you open up scripture and you go, all right, God, how do I live out love? Love is this. Love is patient, right? Love is kind. You exemplify what Christ did on the cross and how you love one another. So what we're doing is we're defining the relationship, building a foundation that Christ first, understanding that love first, how we exemplify that in our bodies and how we walk and how we live. Last week and tonight, we're going to learn how we can walk into a dating relationship with the right perspective, understanding this truth from this verse. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. Okay? And so that's the attitude we have to have to walk into a proper relationship with whoever the Lord crosses your path with. I want you to write a question down. Here we go. Let me ask you this question. I want you to write this down. In dating, write this down. In dating, what do you want the relationship to be defined by? Let me say that again. In dating... What do you, you can maybe put I, want the relationship to be defined by? What do you want your relationship, your dating relationship to be defined by? Let me take a side note right here. It's not in my notes, but say this. I'm a huge advocate of this. You probably shouldn't be dating in high school anyway, but you're going to do what you want to do. I'm just saying it leads to a lot of junk when you're in high school. Okay, so I would recommend not dating. I did not do that, so I'm not sitting there saying do this, don't do as I say, not as I do. I'm just saying there's a lot of drama, a lot of things that happen that pull you away from Jesus. Mostly, not in our relationship, but mostly in high school. That upset. All right. So what do you want your relationship to be defined by? And I want to I go on and say this. Do you want the relationship to be defined by a pursuit of each other? Think about this, a little introspective right now. Do you want your dating relationship to be defined by a pursuit of each other? Or do you want your relationship to be, be defined by your pursuit of Jesus? That's a good question. Maybe you're in a dating relationship right now, and you're going, all right, well, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And if I was to stop for a moment, I was to think about it, I think right now my heart is really, um, is really just wrapped up in this pursuit of, of her. 
And I'm so infatuated with, with her and who she is and what she offers and all of these things. Or, or I'm so infatuated, my heart is in pursuit of him. And because of my heart is in pursuit of a person, my heart is no longer in pursuit of Jesus. That doesn't mean you're a bad person or, you're, or you're, 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 you're sinning or doing anything bad necessarily. What I'm saying is this. Has your mind been drawn to an individual that can only satisfy or provide temporary things, right? So your heart flutters every once in a while or he sends you a text message or, or you go and you have dinner or, or whatever it is. And you, oh, man, this is so good. Man, thank you. But what happens in turn is you don't have that same feeling when you open up the word of God. And a lot of reasons is because you don't open the word of God. Because you're so infatuated in the pursuit of the person that you're like, oh my gosh, I'd really just spend time with Jesus right now, but he's texting me again. Oh, oh he's FaceTiming me. <laughs> Checking your breath and you're on the FaceTime. You're like, hey. You know what I'm saying? So like, are you, pursuit, are you in pursuit of a person or are you in pursuit of Jesus? All right? Think about that. What do you want your relationship to be defined pursuit of Jesus or pursuit of one another. Every dating relationship, listen to me, every dating relationship should be on the foundation of Jesus. Every dating relationship should be on the foundation of Jesus. So I want to address two crowds, and we're going to fly through this. I want to address two crowds in the room. One, there's kind of kind of twofold here. They're those that are in a relationship or those that are pursuing a relationship right now. You know, like you're like, he's texting me right now, but we ain't really made it official, right? You haven't, you haven't had the DTR, okay? So you're either in a relationship right now, dating relationship right now, or you're in pursuit of one, okay? That's the first crowd. The second crowd is, uh, is those of you in the room that are just either struggling with singleness or you're living in a season of singleness, Okay? All right, I can talk about this in high school because this is real. Uh, and so either you're in a relationship, in pursuit of a relationship, or you're living in a, in a period of like I'm choosing to be single, or um, I just I haven't, I haven't been able to step into that relationship yet. I haven't found uh, the person that I really see worth pursuing, okay? All right, here we go. First person, in relationship. Everybody write this down regardless of if you are or you aren't. I want you to write this down because one day you will be if you're not right now. Okay, here we go. First point is this, and this is how you're defining the relationship, okay? This is, sorry, sorry, I didn't say this. This is the DTR. Do they love Jesus? Everybody say that with me. Do they love Jesus? That's a great question. I don't know. You have to answer that. You have to answer that question, all right? So you're in a relationship right now, or you're already in it. Do they love Jesus? Oh, yeah, man. He's with me right now. She's with me right now. That's not what I asked. Do they love Jesus? You're in pursuit of a relationship right now. You're not in it yet. You're not in it yet. Do they love Jesus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go to church, Will. They're, they, go to, they, go to, they go to every Sunday morning. They're with their mom and dad. Every Wednesday night, they're here. That's not, that's not what I mean. Y'all hear us say that all the time. Do you love Jesus doesn't mean you, you have a church attendance, right? You don't have the, the, uh, the, the perfect attendance badge. doesn't mean that you love Jesus. So you got to ask this question. To walk into a relationship that is God-honoring, you want Jesus to define your relationship, you have to ask this question, do they love Jesus? And a way to, to, to kind of filter through that question is this, what is the fruit of their life? You know, Pastor Robbie says this all the time, and I've said it quite a bit as well, is the fruit of your life reveals the root of your heart, right? The fruit of your life reveals the root of your heart. So do they love Jesus? Let me ask you a question. Are they asking you or challenging you to step into something that you know isn't right? Do they love Jesus? Well, they're pressuring me to do things that I don't really want to do that I know goes against what God's call on my life is. Do they love Jesus? Well, actually, we quit going to church. I'm here tonight, but we quit going to church because he doesn't think that it's something that he wants to be a part of or she doesn't think that it's something that she wants to be a part of. Do they love Jesus? What's the fruit of their life? Do they draw you to the Lord? Do they challenge you to step into a relationship with Jesus? Do they encourage you in your relationship with Jesus? I don't mean you're opening up and doing Bible studies together. That's a whole other sermon. Uh, you shouldn't be doing that either. You should encourage each other spiritually, but you shouldn't be challenging each other in the word as you're stepping into and opening up the word. That is for girls. You should be doing that with girls. Guys, you should be doing that with guys. Side note. Do they love Jesus? What's the fruit of their life? Second question is this, and this has a lot to do, and you hear us say this all the time. Show me your five closest friends, I'll show you your future. Here's the reality. Ask their five closest friends, 
do they love Jesus? And if they say, yeah, tell me why. What's their reputation? What's their reputation? What do people say about the person that you're in a relationship with or that you're pursuing? It's a great question because here's reality. You can think all day long. Your emotions, oh, man, Luke's a great guy. Woo, he's actually good looking too. Look at him. Hey, Luke's a great guy, right? I love Luke, all right? I think Luke loves Jesus. You can define that because you really like Luke, okay? So you say, Luke loves Jesus. Oh, absolutely. But his friends say something different. So I come over here and she's like, Luke don't really love Jesus. He don't act like he loves Jesus, right? And so that's not true at all. Luke loves Jesus. I know that. Luke just said last week he feels like he's called to ministry. Amen. How cool is that? Anyways, so here's the deal. Do they love Jesus? And what does their reputation say about them? I'm not saying people are gossiping. I just know your friends know the truth. You feel me? Some of the greatest advice that I've ever been given is this. Dr. J. Strack. Anybody know Dr. J. Strack? I walked in, and I met Dr. J for the first time, and he said these words to me, some of the greatest, most humbling words that have ever been said to me. He says, I introduced myself. I said, hey, Dr. J, my name is Will. He said, Will, your reputation precedes you. And y'all know me. I was in the middle of that. <laughs> Does it really? I mean, you think that? You think of? And what he meant was this. He says, Will, I don't need you to introduce yourself to me to know your reputation. Your reputation went before you. So before I even had a conversation with you, before I shook your hand, I knew who you were and how you live your life. I knew what defined you. And so a great question for us is this. Do they love Jesus and what is your reputation? Does your reputation make you stop and pause? Listen to me. Great dating advice. Write this down. When in doubt, don't. Mm. Some of you are like, crap, I'm already in this junk. When in doubt, what? Don't. Another great question. Got this from a pastor of my uh, pastor that I follow. His name is Andy Stanley. He says this. What'd you say, Robert? Robert Francis? Is this what? Oh, that's good. That's good. He also says this. Is this? Everybody say this with me. Wise. Is this what? So when in doubt, don't. Is this wise? That's a great question. Thank y'all for asking me that. So do they love Jesus? You're either in pursuit of a relationship or you're in a relationship. Do they love Jesus and what is their reputation? They can say all day long, I love Jesus. Yes, I do. I love Jesus. How about you? But here's the reality. The fruit says otherwise. Okay? What does their reputation say? Their reputation may be great. They may love Jesus. Man, go ahead. Pursue that. Go ahead. Step into that. So that's the, the two questions. Do they love Jesus? What is your reputation? But then I'm going to say this. When you're defining the relationship, and ladies, you really have to lead out in this. Fellas, you should lead out in this, but unfortunately, it just doesn't happen this way mostly. Create boundaries. And I know we talk about this every time we talk about love, sex, and dating, but we talk about it because it's important. And we talk about it because mostly, a lot of times, well, I'm being transparent, I didn't have a lot of boundaries, some boundaries that I, I wish I would have put in place. Do you have healthy boundaries? And here's the and here, here's the analogy I use every time, and I'll use it again. Is if you go to the Grand Canyon, every year you can look and see how many people die a year at the Grand Canyon, and you're going, that just seems stupid. It is stupid because here's what happened. This two years ago, there's a young lady that her dad is taking her picture. Anybody remember me telling this story? Her dad was taking a picture. Hey, dad, will you take will you do we take this picture? Yeah, yeah, baby. She steps over the guardrail. He takes your picture and she falls to her death. True story. I'm not lying. I can only imagine what her dad's doing. Like, no, 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 baby, baby. No, 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 no. Like, you, there was a, why, did you do, why did you do that? Why did you step over that? And guess what? She can't come back from that. So the reality is this. There's boundaries in place. And but what happens is this. Will puts a boundary in place. All right, I'm not going to have any type of physical intimacy with the person I'm dating. Put that boundary up. Okay, you put that boundary up. But what happens a lot of times, you put that boundary up, but what you do is you tiptoe up to that boundary. You get as close as you possibly can not to step over that boundary, but you just ease up to that boundary line, right? I'm not going to step over it because I know that leads to whatever, right? So, but I'm going to get as close as I possibly can, and you step over the little boundaries, and you go all the way up to the big boundary, but then you eventually 
Because it gets easier and easier and easier because you're so used to coming up to the flame that you just step over, you jump right in. See, the sad part of that story is she cannot come back from that falling over the boundary. But here's some encouraging news for us in the room tonight. If you have found yourself stepping over the boundary, you're not having boundaries at all. Because Christ has defined the relationship, hello, there's forgiveness. You're not defined by the mistakes you've made. You're not defined by being in a relationship that's unhealthy, that doesn't honor Jesus. There's forgiveness tonight. I would say repent, turn from that relationship, turn from that sin and pursue Jesus, not pursue that person anymore. And guess what? You may need to walk away from that relationship. Do they love Jesus? Set up healthy boundaries. You know what your limitations are. You know what your temptations are. Set those boundaries up. And if they're not okay with it, listen to me, ladies. Bye-bye. You don't need to be dating a little boy. If you're at Girls Weekend, I said this. If a, if, if, a, if a young man is pursuing you and he's trying to get you to do something you know you shouldn't do, and he's not, he's not respecting your body, that's a little boy. That's not a young man. That's a little boy. So if you're in here and that's, and that's what you're in right now, bye-bye. Men, young men in the room, if you got a young lady, unfortunately we have to talk about this today. If there's any young ladies in the room that's just like, trying to get you to do things that you know you shouldn't do because it doesn't honor her and doesn't respect her and it's going to have her wake up when she's 30 years old and think back to the things that y'all did. Bye-bye. Not funny, by the way. Bye-bye. It's a little girl. That's not a young lady. And here's the cool part. What if you're struggling with those things now and you pointed each other to Jesus and said, you know what, we don't need to be in a dating relationship but I care about you enough that we can be friends, and I'm going to point you to Jesus. So I'm going to step out of this relationship. There's a young man in this room right now that I've had that conversation with. He stepped out of the relationship. People talked about him. People talked about her. But I know his heart, and he stepped out of that relationship so he could pursue Jesus. And guess what? He's in a really good spot right now. That's all I'm going to say about that. Create healthy boundaries physically and emotionally. Don't neglect your friends and don't neglect your family because of your relationship that you're in. Y'all, I'm an advocate. I, I, I am a living proof of what it looks like to walk away from all of your friends because you're so emotionally invested and infatuated with the person that you're dating. I kicked out some of my lifelong friends that I grew up in diapers with because of a jealous little girl that I was dating in high school. Which y'all know the story, she broke my heart anyway, it, right? We were engaged and she cheated on me, jacked up. Anyways, so think about that. Y'all know the story, I'm making fun of it now, but it was a really jacked up story. But when I think back before she broke our engagement off five months before the wedding, I walked away from every person in my life. Every person in my life. I even pushed my family out because of this little girl that I was dating. Don't do that, man. Have physical and emotional boundaries. It's okay. Guess what? I hate to say it like this. Chances of you dating, marrying the person you're dating right now in high school probably isn't going to happen. Okay? Not to give you a Debbie Downer. Just don't. Don't lay aside your convictions. Don't lay down your boundaries. Don't step over the boundaries. Don't step away from your friends and family. Don't burn bridges for somebody that's not probably going to be in your life in the future anyway. That's encouraging news, isn't it? Okay, moving on. So singleness, what does it look like? The, day, the golden rule of singleness, write this down. The golden rule of singleness is this. You all ready for it? Don't compromise. Whoo, that's good. What's the golden rule of singleness? Don't what? Don't compromise. Well, what are you talking about, don't compromise? What do you mean by don't compromise? Never settle because you are alone. Never settle because you are alone. That's, that can be in a friend group even, not just a dating relationship. Never settle because you are alone. Well, the golden rule of singleness is what? Don't compromise. Shane Sis says this all the time, not original to him, but really, really good. He says this all the time. I'd rather, I'd rather you, everybody in this room, especially young ladies, and this is true for me too. I'd rather you have a jar full of tears. Listen to me. Write this down. Say this. Write this down. I'd rather have a jar full of tears. I'd rather have a jar full of tears than memories full of scars. Some of y'all said, hmm. What's the golden rule of singleness? 
It's okay if you're alone on a Friday or Saturday night when all your friends are stepping over boundaries, when all your friends are compromising, when all your friends, you know what I'm saying? Don't compromise. God's got you in the season you're in for a reason. Do not compromise. Tears are better than scars. Remember in our verse, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. I'm going to skip to the end right now. We're going to do a panel with Ben and Naomi. But here's what I want to do. I want you to draw a triangle. Everybody draw a triangle. If you don't know what a triangle is, cheat off your neighbor. If your neighbor doesn't know what a triangle is, you need a new friend group. Okay? Draw a triangle. Do what? Huh? That's good. Cheating is a sin. All right. If you got a triangle on your paper, say yeah. All right. Reel it in. Here we go. We're going to end with this. We're going to end with this. Focus, focus, focus. This is good. On the bottom left of that triangle, the bottom left corner, I want you to write me. Write me on the bottom left corner of that triangle. On the bottom right of that, I want you, if you're a male, I want you to write she. If you're a female, I want you to write he. Okay? So you got me on one side, and you should have either he or she on the other side. On the bottom. Bottom left, bottom right. Everybody got that? I'm doing a great job. Okay, here we go. Here's the reality of Amy and I's relationship. Let me backtrack to when I was a junior in college. Remember that, that story? I'm on the ground. I'm beating the floor in the dorm room because I, my heart had been broken. Engagement had been broken. Why, why, why? All this stuff. God, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And he said to me, he said, Will, when you quit pursuing a relationship, I feel like I talked about it in the beginning. When you quit pursuing a person, and you begin to pursue me, begin to pursue Jesus, I got something planned for you. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to get back up on your feet. I want you to realize I got a plan and a purpose for you. I got a plan and a purpose to provide you a hope and a future that you can't even wrap your mind around. I said, okay, that sounds pretty stinking cool. I'm going to pursue Jesus, okay? So me on the left, right? Me on the left. I should have started over here. Me on the left. I'm pursuing Jesus. She for me. She, Amy, I can put Amy right here. Amy, same time, same time frame. She's 26 years old, atheist. Her entire life thought we were a bunch of weirdos, okay? What is this Jesus junk? She walks into her apartment by herself, no lie. Walks into her apartment. God just reveals himself to her. And I love the way she says this. And I know I've explained this to you, but I'm going to say it one more time. If you heard it, just, just, just lean in. She said, the eyes of my heart were enlightened. Jesus revealed himself to me for the very first time. I didn't believe in praying. I didn't believe in God. I didn't believe in Jesus. I didn't believe in any of this stuff. But I knew that the way that I was living and the relationship that I pursued in left to emptiness, left to a, a lot of broken heart, left to a lot of scars. A lot of scars. Her story to tell, not mine. And she said, I'm going to pursue Jesus. In her apartment, no flashing lights, no sermon, no message, no anything by herself. God reveals himself to her. She steps into that relationship, pursues him. No lie. She's pursuing Jesus. I'm pursuing Jesus. I moved from Arkansas to Louisville. Amy is a, grew up in Louisville. She's in Louisville Hospital. I walk into Starbucks. You feel me? I'm pursuing a call in ministry. God, I don't care about earthly relationships. I just want to pursue you with everything I got. Jesus, I want to love you with everything I got. Jesus, you tell me what you want from my life. I want to pursue you. I'm pursuing our relationship, Jesus. Jesus, man, thank you for saving my soul. God, thank you for revealing yourself to me. Thank you for providing conviction in my life for the very first time. God, you are alive. You are active. I am stepping. I am walking in a relationship with you. That's my wife. All right. And then I walk into Starbucks. And when we are doing this, I want you to at the top write Jesus. When you are pursuing Jesus, when he or she is pursuing Jesus, guess what? Listen to me. You can't help but cross paths. That's the relationship you want to step into. Because when you have somebody that is pursuing the worldly things and these temptations that they want to step into, they're going this direction while you're pursuing Jesus. And what happens is they eventually pull your line this way and then you begin to follow them. And you step into a relationship that is unhealthy. So I want you to take that. I share that at every wedding that I do. Not in that detail. But what I do is I always share in a healthy marriage, in a healthy relationship, 
the individual should pursue Jesus first with all their heart. And what happens is when you put Jesus at the center, understand that he defined the relationship first, that your relationship, your relationship, your relationship will look a lot different. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pitch it to the tables right now, and here's what I want you to do. You've got cards on your tables. Leaders know what this is about. You're going to write on this piece of paper any question that you have about dating, sex, or marriage. Don't look at your neighbor's card. This isn't part of cheating. Okay, code iron, don't cheat this time, okay, buddy? All right? So you're going to spend, we're going to put, let's put five minutes on the clock. Five minutes because I went way over, okay? Shocker. Five minutes, all right, on the clock. Write down any question, any question, all right? Any question, dating, about dating, sex, or marriage. Thank y'all. All right, if you're done with your cards, uh, leaders, take them up, hold them up. D and a couple of others are going to come by. Um, but while, while they're doing that, I just want to ask a few questions for Ben and Naomi. Uh, check, check. Ben and Naomi. Hello. Hello. How long have y'all been married? It'll be five years in June. Five years in June. Yeah. Five years in June, and, 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 and I feel like y'all just had a new bundle of joy brought into your life. We did. His name is Jonas. Have y'all seen he Jonas? He was the one crying a second ago. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. He was affirming me earlier. I heard him back there. <laughs> ah, great job. So you've been married five years. What I love about, about, about you guys, and the reason you are up here tonight, honestly, uh, is, is this. So how long, how long did you date in, 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 in short, like 20 seconds or less? I can't do this, but maybe y'all can in that time frame. Uh, how did you meet? Okay, high speed version. Uh, we were in. All right, that's enough. Thank you so much. I'm kidding. That's I'm kidding. It. Go ahead. We were in. No, um, I was 15. Naomi was 13, and thought she was real, really cute. And uh, we dated all through high school. Uh, we broke up briefly in college because I was an idiot. And then after that, I was like, I'm gonna lock it down and marry her. So that's uh, the high speed version. So we dated for. I guess six, six years? years prior to being married. So, yeah. And we never really like met. We kind of just knew each other our whole lives. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive into some of these some of these questions. Um, and, and just so you guys know, we're gonna answer some of your questions right now. But then we want you to come back next week because we're gonna open up next week with answering a lot of these questions. So um, it, it should be a lot of fun. I think it'll be me and Shane and a couple of the guys uh, and Kate, and we're, we're gonna answer some of these questions. And then next week, Amy and I will do a panel about marrying. So um, it's asked this first question. This is one of the questions that was just asked uh, to me. It's about boundaries. Uh, but let's phrase it this way: uh, a lot of times, students ask me this, right? And this, and I have my opinion on this. Uh, but the question is: is how do you how do you know how how far is too far? I'm just jumping right in, by the way. There you go. You're yeah. How and, far uh, is too far? <clears throat> I mean, to the point that you made uh, a few minutes ago in, in your message Y'all listen up. Shh. You know, the idea of a boundary is something that, that protects you, right? It's something that uh, is, is a warning to something that could potentially uh, harm you or, or cause harm to you. And so um, I think uh, boundaries are, are crucial in a dating relationship because... Um, it, you don't want to make a mistake that you can't get back. And so I, th I think for, for dating, I mean, we were not the best at, at setting boundaries, but it was something that we definitely uh, strove for in our dating relationship. And I think it protected us in the long run from a lot of potential heartache. Because, I mean, it's the idea of once you go past a line, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, things in dating that once you cross a line, you just can't go back. And so boundaries are crucial. To and a lot of times what happens is once you cross that boundary and you break up, then, then you basically, it's kind of like, you know, Robbie explains it this way because of his cocaine addiction. He said, I, I, didn't, I didn't go back to the beginning. I went back to where I stopped. You know, that's the reason a lot of overdoses happen. But for, for sexual boundaries or dating boundaries or whatever it is, physical, emotional boundaries, once you cross over that line, and that's typically where you start, yeah. right? Um, and, and so this is a great question for, um, and everybody has different views on this, but a question that was asked in, in, in lieu of boundaries is this, should I ride in a vehicle alone with the person I'm dating or the person that I'm interested in? 
would y'all say to that? I would say um, there's a point, I think, in, in maturity where that could become acceptable. But I think, especially in, in high school, um, a, lot, a lot can change. And so I, I really think that that is something that, why risk it? It's one of those things like, uh, like you were saying, when in doubt, don't. Mm. Uh, so if you know that um, being alone with the person that you're super, super interested in or super, super attracted to could potentially lead to something, um, to crossing one of those boundaries, I, I say, um, why risk it? You know what I'm saying? So let's, let's move on to this next question. This is one that, that is, man, we talked about this at Girls Weekend, but um, the word love, right? Mm, I just love him so much. So when or should you maybe, name? I'd love to hear your, your, your view of this. When should you or should you use the word love in a dating, in a high school dating relationship? Um, so for us, I think there was never like a specific, I don't think there's a specific time or, you know, three years you should say I love you or one year you should say I love you. For us, it kind of just was something for me at least, you know, we liked each other for a long time and then eventually it kind of just grew into something more. The more that I saw him love Jesus, the more it made me want to love Jesus, the more it made me love him. So I guess at that point you can kind of just sense your love for him or for whoever you're dating for your girlfriend or your boyfriend and you know it kind of just it can stem from that I don't yeah yeah and and even looking looking at the big picture the whole point of dating is to hopefully find a spouse and I think um the words I love you at least in a, in a romantic sense um that that has a lot of of weight to it and I think going back to the idea of boundaries is um, if there's even a doubt in your mind that this, this person could potentially not be the person I marry or not be the person I spend the rest of my life with, then when you say those words, especially like flippantly or just um, casually, you're essentially like giving a piece of your heart away uh, to somebody that could potentially not be uh, the person that you love the rest of your life. So I think it ties back to that. Go ahead. Yeah, and for me, one of the things that I kind of like made a rule for myself was that um, I was not going to tell him that I loved him until I knew that I was going to marry him. So that was kind of something that I just put in my head, and I wasn't going to tell anybody that until I knew that they were the one for me. So. Yeah, that's really good. And so for me, because of the things that you know what happened in my life, uh, because of the broken engagement, and then a few years later, kind of walking through a very similar story, very similar situation, like the word love for me was something I wasn't going to use. And so Amy actually got really mad at me because I would do the whole thing, hey, I really like you. I really, really like you. I really, really, really like you a lot. And that whole thing, she was like, you're an idiot. Like, just, just say it, you know. And she got really mad at me one night because I, I just, I couldn't say it, but it was because love was such a big deal for me. It was, it became a boundary. Eventually, that was my boundary. Looking back, that was my boundary because it did something emotionally for me. Uh, but I, but I, I used it too loosely in the, in, in the past before then. And so it was just something that I just kind of stepped into. Oh, yeah, I love you. I love you. I love you. But it wasn't really until then I had that boundary. And I'll say this just because of boundary's sake. Like, I said this earlier, but if you, if you have crossed a boundary, you stepped in to uh, a sexual sin or, or an emotional sin or whatever it is. Look, the, gr the great news about Jesus is there's forgiveness in that. There's redemption in that. There's don't for a second think that, well, I've already done it. I might as well just go all in. No, 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 no. Listen to me. There's redemption. There's forgiveness. There's salvation here tonight. And so if you haven't stepped into a relationship with Jesus and all you can think about is what you've done wrong, Praise God that Jesus went to the cross for you. So I'd love to talk with you about that. So um, moving on from that, like uh, you just said this, that you weren't going to use the word I love you until you knew that you are going to marry Ben. So that's a great question yeah, for us. he's the only us. person I ever told that to. Do what? He's the only person I ever told that Son, to. So. Can't say that myself. Uh, boundaries started late for Will, y'all. But here's the thing. So speaking of marriage, should you talk about marriage in a high school dating relationship? What do y'all think? Yes. Well, I think, I think you should talk. Y'all said yes. This is for them, not y'all. Hold on. There's stipulations there. She's, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, going to yeah, unpack yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think you should be sending your boyfriend pictures of engagement rings. But um, <laughs> but I definitely think that's something you should talk about. You know, if you, we've already talked about this. But if you can't see yourself marrying them, then there's really no point of you dating them. So, yeah. yeah. And I think it's, it's almost twofold. Like, uh, 
the really the the person you need to be talking to about marriage in high school is um, yourself and the Lord because um, I again going back to uh, you you don't know how things can change and you don't know how relationships so you don't want to like bite off more than you can chew so to speak like you don't want to um, talk about these big dreams and these big ideas of a future and a family if you're not absolutely sure and that just takes time and maturity to grow into that realization like hey Naomi is my girl forever um, and I think once once for me at least in high school um, I think it was something we talked about every once in a while because again dating that is the point of dating is to to land in a healthy marriage and so um, if that's not your agenda um, or if you going back to reputation if you see a lot of red flags and you're like uh, maybe one day, but this person is not uh, marriage material, at least for right now. Um, again, you don't want to give away your heart um, in ways that you, you can't get back, at least in ways that would, because um, essentially, if, the, if, if say that person is not your spouse, the person that you're into right now, and you're talking about marriage, you're essentially building a dream um, with someone that is not actually going to be your spouse. Um, so you want to hold out for the one, you know what I'm saying? That's good, and I think that's a real. I think that's an. an I think that's a boundary that that you should have in place. Um, and I think because uh, going back to what I said earlier, like Ben and Naomi are, are are one of the anomalies. My brother and sister-in-law are like you. They dated in high school and they're married now. And I've got several friends that did that, but I've got a lot of friends that didn't. I've got a lot of friends that 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 just jumped right in in, in high school and were like talking about marriage day one. I'm like, so I think they're. I think. I think what I love about you guys is, one, you weren't going to say I love you until you knew I was going to marry this person. But marriage wasn't a conversation like uh, year one, right? You're like, you, it came in time. There was, you know, We're probably 15. at the end of high school and that kind of thing, right? And so I think, I, think, I think this wisdom is very, very good because the goal of high school is to get to know people. Uh, but to their point, like you should never date somebody that you wouldn't necessarily see yourself, you know, five, ten years from now marrying, right? And so just be smart of that. Dude, they love Jesus. All right. Uh, let's ask this. What if my parents don't like he or she? Do I step into a dating relationship even though my parents don't approve? Yeah, that's, that's a solid question because I, I think there's, there's different uh, ways that you can approach this. So obviously, uh, one of the, the Ten Commandments is what? Honor your father and mother. Mm. Um, so God has placed your mom or dad or your guardian or whoever is in your life there for a reason. And no matter what, we are to, to honor them. Um, and I think, but there, there's, there's different sides of that. So, um, you know, what if the uh, parent doesn't like the person that you're interested in for a really unhealthy reason? Like, let's, let's be honest, unfortunately, racism and things like of this nature exist, and uh, that happens. Those are real scenarios. And so I think there's a way to still... Um, work through that but first and foremost i mean if you're if you're what your parents say at least till you're 18 like that's that's what goes and um that again it's, it's a one of the ten commandments so honor your, your father and mother above uh, everything else but uh, i think there's a way to uh, healthy healthily work through that if you have um proper justification as to why you're interested in them um you know, if they if they love Jesus, going back to all the things we were talking about, like if they love Jesus, their reputation is solid. Um, that they're on the pursuit of you know a, a great relationship with with Jesus. Then um, I think there's a healthy way to to go about it.